Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Obviously I say we wish you a Merry Christmas, but it's just me by myself at the moment, except Eva's coming over later on, which will be lovely. Merry Christmas everyone, I hope you're all well and happy and doing good. Uh, this is just a, a one-off Murder Mile Christmas special, I just thought I'd do you a special episode, so uh, whatever you're doing today, whether you're with family or whether you're kind of by myself, well you're not by myself, I'm by myself currently at the moment, uh, I thought I'd do you a, a, a little episode so you can you can all enjoy it, whether you're on a little walk later on and you're looking to escape everyone and you're like, I just want some freedom, or, do you know, you are by yourself and you're just, just having a good time. So, I just wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Whew, what am I doing? Uh, it's early on Christmas morning. Uh, very early. Nice and early. Birds uh, have been tweeting and tweeting, but they've kind of shut up now, which is very, very nice. As mentioned, we've got the parakeets up in the trees above. The big green birds, they've been twittering away. They've now gone really quiet. The coots have kind of gone, weirdly gone a bit quiet. Uh, and that's it. So uh, I've kind of done my work for the year, which is great. So uh, let's plough in. What's been going on? Murder Mile is done for the year, thank God. So hopefully you've received uh, all of the, the four-parters for the four faces of the Camden Ripper. Hope you all enjoyed that. That was uh, an interesting episode to do, something different. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, oh, you'll get the Omnibus Edition, which will probably come out today. Uh, I know some people don't want it, but do you know, uh, some people do like to listen to them all in a run without the waffle at the end. That's why I do it, so you can make the choice. But also, you will receive this. You can listen to this if you like, if you like the extra mile. If not, just, just delete it. Not a problem at all. Although, there is a competition coming up shortly, and a very exciting kind of message from a certain... Murder Mile Celebrity. Ooh, excitement. Anyway, yes, I mean, that's worth uh, working your way through all the waffle for. Anyway, uh, what's happening this morning? Uh, I'm going to put on some uh, bacon sarnies soon because uh, my friend Col is going to be coming past. Um, he, uh, uh, I, I have just had a COVID test done. So I'm making sure that I'm kind of, we're socially distancing, but also I'm making sure that I've had a test done to make sure that I'm safe so he can come over. Uh, he's a healthcare worker, so he actually gets regularly tests. So we're all doing it very carefully. And then Amy is coming along later on. So that'll be good. So we're doing bacon sandwiches first and then the vegan turns up. Yes, bacon sandwiches first, then the vegan turns up. So that's good. COVID test was easy done uh I, d I did it because i had a bit of a headache and my chest was feeling weird and i was snuffling and you know uh, uh, but i think i'm okay i think it was, i was just exhausted after 11 and a half months of working six and a half to seven days a week so i think that happens every year after i've done murder mile 
I'm exhausted. So, uh, so that's done. I'm ready for Christmas. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I haven't actually haven't actually cracked open a beer yet, which is weird for me. Uh, I've got a tea on the go. I know Christmas tea. Oh, and I've got some frosty fondant fancies. I've got the dairy milk open already. Oh, as mentioned, got nice. Good bacon, oh, classic bacon, lovely, on the way, uh, and some good bread and some good ketchup, and that's the way to start a day. Oh, looking forward to that. Oh, anyway, uh, here's a Christmas carol for you. Lovely. Chestnuts roasting on a na 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 any time, any way, Merry Christmas. Na, na. There you go. You don't need to know the lyrics. You can just enjoy yourself. So, uh, part of this episode, what I wanted to do, uh, as you can tell, I've had a coffee already. Uh, I've had lots of sugar. Bit hyper. Good. That's what Christmas is all about. Uh, just a thank you for everyone for this year. Everyone's been really good. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Murder Mile. If you're whether you're uh, new to the show or whether you're a long-term listener, uh, thank you to everyone. Do you know everyone's left really nice messages? Everyone's left lovely reviews and all the kind words really help. Uh, also, the the donations to the podcast have really kind of kept things afloat throughout kind of quite an unpredictable year. But you don't need to donate to the podcast that's just if people can do it um simply supporting the podcast just just you know sharing it with your friends or saying hey i like this on twitter that kind that kind of really helps the podcast it's word of mouth is amazing that's that's the kind of thing you can't buy i know people kind of spend a lot of money on their podcast doing facebook ads and crap like that but it doesn't work it's like all it really takes is one person just to go i like this podcast and someone goes oh okay i'll give that a go it's you know Good words help, bad words don't. So, uh, what are we going to do? Let's, oh, let's do a question. Okay, uh, throughout the year, the people have kind of asked questions about Murder Mile. So I thought, let's use this as a fantastic moment to springboard some of those uh, questions. Now, I can't remember who asked these questions because uh, they've just popped back into my head. So I apologise, but here are four questions. Okay, question number one. Don't worry, it's not a quiz. There's no no quiz in this episode. Question number one. Where did the idea for Police Constable Arsenal Guinness come from? Right, okay. Uh, um, Originally, okay, when I was starting to do Mini Mile, that's after when, that second moment when I I was like, oh, I don't want to do Murder Mile anymore, because I'd had a bit of people with legal problems complaining about the podcast. They really got me down. So I shut down the podcast. But then when I started up again, I wanted to do something different. So I thought I'll do mini mile. That kind of helped me get back into the, the rhythm again. Uh, and what I was, I wanted to do a, a, a kind of a police character in there. And I kind of got the voice in my head and I knew I wanted it to be a kind of a piss take of old fashioned cop, English cop to coppers where they go, evening all. And, you know, when they're in court reading out their 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 details, they've got kind of, it's a cockney accent, but they've they're kind of got a bit of a posh inflection in there. And there's kind of the the mis misheard English. I I was walking along the street when I did hear from the aforementioned. Uh, you know, there's the kind of that. So I, I'd got that kind of voice in my head, and I was like, oh, I need a name for a character that character. And I was sitting there writing down and you know trying to come up with a sergeant this and constable that, and none of it was really working. And then you know, because uh, a good mate of mine, uh, I won't say his name because he's undercover. 
He's undercover saving saving London from all serious crimes. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, over the last couple of years, has gone from doing a job that he really hated. Uh, we always said for years he looked like a copper. In fact, we, we often called him Tosh because he looked like Tosh from the bill. Uh, and he became a copper, which is really exciting. And he absolutely loves it. And it popped into my head. I was like, it'd be really funny to do uh, a character that, that only he would recognise. Only he would know the joke. Uh, and I was just like, he's a police constable. He likes Arsenal. <laughs> he, he loves Guinness. So it that, it instantly that name popped into my head. It's like, police constable, Arsenal, Guinness, the Metropolitan Plot. Now, uh, obviously, he doesn't sound like that, but I'd already come up with the voice first. But there's a lot of kind of details in there that are kind of, you know, uh, uh, PCAG related, which is good fun. I, st- I still call him Arsenal all the time. PCAG. Uh, <laughs> it is funny when I get messages. But I'm not going to say any more because that ruins it. Right. OK. Question number two. Question number two. Um, uh, ages ago, someone asked me, uh, where did the character hang out? cast here. Where did that come from? Uh, so that's in Mini Mile as well. Uh, that is a uh, character for... Uh, around that time, uh, the podcast was still building. I just kind of signed up with Acast. And it was really hit and miss about when I was going to get an advert. Because obviously, if you're a celebrity, you kind of like... If you listen to like any podcast... I'm not going to dismiss, the, besmirch them, but like I listen to a lot of Mark Lamar stuff. Uh, Mark Lamar? <gasps> He'll hate that. Mark uh, Mark Kermo, the film critic, although he does call himself the fat Mark Lamar. That's his words, not mine. Um, uh, I, I like his podcast because I like films and stuff like that. That's, that's what I listen to in my spare time is film stuff mostly. Uh, but when you listen to his podcast, because he's famous, he gets like loads of bespoke adverts from ACAS. Like, like he'll get a Mercedes, then a mini one, then then the theatre, then like, do you know, things that he gets, oh, like really great stuff. And I, 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 I sometimes think, when am I going to get an advert? And it's, it's, you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do, but they're slowly creeping in. So uh, with Minimile, what I wanted was kind of a, a break point where I could put in uh, an advert, whether it turns up or whether it doesn't. And I thought, let's do let's do the voice of someone in Acast. Now, I've never heard anyone with a Acast here voice. But when I first met Acast, they were really nice, really good people, really generally, they were a really good team. But I, I met some of the people, I can't remember the sales or PR or whatever, but they said, yeah, yeah, we really love your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And the more, the more I started chatting to them, the more I realised they have never listened to the podcast at all. They're just being nice. And the point came, it, it's happened twice. And, you know, they they have to deal with a lot of different people. So I, I kind of get it. You know, you're working at a high pressure all the time. And they kept calling me by the wrong name. They kept, I think they kept calling me Matthew. And I think at one point someone did call me George. That could have just been a slip. Uh, so that's where the character came from. The hiya, Acast. When they, when they get, but the the bit where they call hiya, Mac, that's different. So that's actually a different character. Years ago, I was on a uh, a kind of a drama writing course, and I met a really nice guy called Mark, and we were sitting side by side. And the the tutor who we had was this this Italian guy, and he was really passionate about Italian about drama, drama. But um, he was so Italian, it was hard to hear him half the time. It's like you could get every third word or something like that, and he'd go, okay, 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 okay. right. Uh, uh, next, I want to hear from Mac. And he'd say, I, I want to hear from Mark. But he would get Mark and Mike confused. It sounded the same. Mac, Mac, 
No. So we go, who are you talking to? Are you talking to Mark or Mike? Mac. Which one? Mike or Mark? Mac. Wiki, which one's that? It just kept going on for ages. So we get we kept winding them up. So it's half that character as well. But that's kind of where hang on, a cast here came from. And I kind of enjoy it. And it's quite it's quite fun, do you know? Um it's I've been to a couple of ACAS Christmas parties. Then, obviously, not doing one this year because of uh, COVID and stuff like that. Uh, but it's funny. I kind of walk into the room and I see them, and I think to my, I think to myself, how many of them have actually heard it and heard that character, and do they see themselves in it? I I, I enjoy it because the kind of the characters that I've created have got more and more ludicrous every time with all of the the things that they enjoy doing. Uh, if you enjoy Mini Mile, Mini Mile may be coming back next year. Did we do any this year? I can't remember. I don't think we did. I think I did Meander Miles. I don't think I've done any Mini Miles this year. So, yeah, next year, maybe some Mini Miles. Uh, okay, another question. Uh, cool, I haven't even thought about this one. What is your favourite episode that you've done? Um, obviously, everyone has their favourites. And I think a lot of people seem to love Blackout Ripper. And obviously, Reg is a big one. That's kind of... Uh, and I think... Uh, what else is in there? Um... Uh, yeah, I still I still love episode forty, the Glindor Michael one, the one about the homeless guy. I think I think what I tend to find is it's uh, it's always these episodes that you think to yourself, these uh, you know people aren't going to like it because it's not proper true crime. But I think that's what I try to do with Murder Mile is try and give you something, make it different, make it surprising every week. Because I think there's I, I listen to quite a few podcasts and there's nothing nothing worse when it's the same story every week and it's the same, especially if you've got a formatted idea like I do. So it's kind of I think it's important to shift it up, to change it, to make different eras, to make different styles and what it's about. And the Glindor Michael one, I thought, oh, everyone's going to hate that because there's no murder in it and there's no there's no real victim. And there's, you know, it's not really a murder. But actually, it turned out to be, I, th- I thought, one of the best episodes. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else was there? Again, it's kind of like the baker's wife. Do you know, the, the, the brutal life of the baker's wife. The uh, uh, Susan Moyer, who was... Uh, beaten up by her husband so again not a murder i.e with a weapon and a motive and things like that it was just a kind of daily life but it was the daily grind of life of two people who didn't love each other anymore and fallen out of love and they had to keep working and he was a nasty angry man and she had kind of got no energy left and he was just beating her and beating her and you know she died horrifically so uh i thought that was really interesting it's it's all i always find it's always the episodes that i think ah, it's not really gonna work like with the uh the it's all these old ones isn't it it's kind of like the uh the brewery one the mayo and co brewery that's been in my head for years thinking i'd love to do that one but you know there was no there was no real uh there was no real backstory for the people who died. And that's kind of weird because that's what I focus on in Murder Mile. But kind of doing that one, actually, and even though there was multiple uh, victims who we focused on, actually, that made it, that was fine. It was kind of, it wasn't really about a single person, which I, I would have loved to have done. It was more about all of these people that, you know, they're, they represented everyone who was kind of in in that slum at that time and you know how 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 badly they were treated by society and you know the rich as well so uh yeah um that was an odd one so uh if i think of more i'll come back the next question was most surprising episode but um i think that kind of ties into that that really does poor dear um just just to say 
Uh, over the year, uh, I've been adding more and adding more to kind of Patreon. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, there is currently, uh, I think it's like 100 plus ad free episodes to go back through. Uh, we've also got a hell of a lot of crime scene photos that I don't share anywhere else. These are like I, sometimes I share a few little bits on social media. But what I do is I save the bulk of it for a Patreon. Uh, there's also obviously lots of videos. There's lots of there's an ebook with every single episode. And also you get a thank you card from me full of exclusive Murder Mile goodies that you can't get anywhere else, which is brilliant. So um, just to say, if you fancy doing that, it's only three three dollars a month. Uh, which in real money is £2. Uh, and while this is for uh, everyone who's a current Patreon subscriber, because in January and February uh, I'm going to be researching, so there won't be a lot coming out, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be putting out lots of secret videos. We'll do some Q&As and Ask Me Anything. Uh, just I'm going to be coming up with different ideas each week just to keep everyone entertained and just to kind of thank everyone for uh, subscribing to the podcast and uh, keeping Patreon alive. Um uh, it, that's kind of with with the way everything is now. That's kind of that's kind of become my main income, which is which is weird. I start when I started it like a year and a half ago. I thought it'll be nothing, but actually, cool. It's really helped, uh, especially with uh, having no tours this year. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, right. Let's do a quick overview of no. I tell you what. Let's do. Let's do another Christmas Carol. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, away. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, etc. There we go. That was good. That's to get everyone in the festive mood. What's not really Christmas yet? I've forgotten. I haven't watched Die Hard. I haven't watched Scrooged. I haven't watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. The 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 twenty minute. Uh, animation from years ago uh what else do i watch it's weird it's kind of these these movies that you have to watch you know and if you don't it's not christmas it's like new year's eve i always have to watch casablanca i don't know why i always have to watch casablanca and have a, have a good steak with a nice bit of mustard uh, and some potatoes and some green beans and a really nice beer probably something like a duval or a shimei or something like that <sighs> oh, i've got some nice beers tucked away oh that's that's today i've got oh dear i've got layer cake which is the one that's part chocolate ale part marshmallow i've got the tiramisu flavored one i've got jagged edge i've got a dead pony club i've got some elvis juice i've got lefe i've got oh i've got hoe garden i've got abbott's ale i've got loads of different oh loads of different beers i've got guinnesses oh it's gonna be exciting anyway I thought I'd do a quick recap of the episodes that we've had across the year of for this season, uh, just in case you've missed any. I thought that might be useful. So, uh, start of the year, we started with The Beast, which was a three-parter. I'd never really heard of him before, so that took a lot of research. But that was that kind of horrific guy from... Uh, I can't remember which part of I think he was. I think he was Polish. It's Eastern European. He was, he was a paedophile and a rapist. A really horrible ep- uh, three-parter. Uh, that was the first one. Then we did the Lover's, Lover's Death Pack. That was the one with the... Uh, another Polish character. It's weird. The, the Polish colonel, Felix Sturber, and the woman he was so madly in love with that he killed her and then he killed himself by throwing himself off a building. That was fascinating. Uh, third came in the first date killer. 
if you remember that the the girl who met that guy uh he was a fitness instructor met him on uh for an internet oh no met him in a club went out on a first date with him it didn't go well she thought he was arrogant and he brutally stabbed her to death and then disposed of her body in the woods horrible episode um then the three possible murders of Vincent Patrick Carey. Uh, that was interesting. That was the one where the, the three guys said we just went in to, the, to, to uh, steal from this guy in his flat. But when you look at all the different evidence that they gave and what you could find at the scene, there were three different possible ways this guy could have been murdered. Was it a, a homophobic attack or was it a, was it a, a, a kind of a gay sadistic rape? It's hard to tell. Anyway, it was interesting. Uh, one of uh, Vincent's family got in touch with me just to say how, how much they really appreciated the episode of uh, how honest it was and also how accurately uh, I told his life and in a very sympathetic way because uh, don't forget this is kind of late 90s 1960s he was a gay man oh it's only just become i think it had only just become legal to be gay at that point so obviously do you know that uh, the the stories around that time in the press were kind of you know uh not particularly nice about him so i, I decided to write it in and you know in a quite a sympathetic way uh after that we had the last gasp of peter buckingham uh that was that interesting one about about the lady who uh she got two children uh that got the bombings in london i thought this was an interesting angle to take because it, it wasn't kind of um you know it's not a murder as in she wanted to make money out of something it was like her um, uh, emotional collapse having uh, been through the bombings that a lot of people had how how badly it had affected her life and her mental balance and then uh, if you remember she gassed herself uh, and I think one of her children died. I think she tried to kill both, but one of them died. Um, so that was an interesting episode. Uh, after that was the Wormwood Scrubs Police Massacre, uh, which was interesting. I'd heard about that for ages. That's the one where the t the the three policemen had pulled over that car. The car had some false number plates in it. The, the guys in there who were kind of uh, oh, big time gangsters were looking to steal a car. Uh, and what they could have done with it, they could have just uh apologized said oh we don't know what this is walked away but they shot the guys to death and it was a brutal brutal massacre and uh i think what i think one of them is still alive one of the um gangsters is still alive today and he's on he's on release as well um after that the sad face killer if you remember that that was that was another one of those archival files where a lot of it had been redacted especially about the murder it was agnes mary walsh it had been redacted by probably a member a member of their family um so most of her death was, was, uh, wasn't was there. So we don't really know what happened there, but we know a lot about him, who he was, how the police tried to track him down. And then if you remember, he went off uh, and uh, 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 killed himself uh, by shooting himself in the head. And I think he tried to set fire to himself as well. Uh, so that was a bizarre episode. Uh, Elizabeth McClendon and the wrong Mr. Wright. That was uh, the lady who I think she was... Um, Oh, she was like a temporary maid to the King of Greece at the time. I could be wrong. And that was around VE Day. So when everyone was celebrating, this was a murder that was going on. Uh, interesting one, worth going back to. I had a, a nice message from someone who's, who knew a lot about that case and said, do you know what? It's nice nice that you told it accurately and fully and got a lot of the details right that a lot of people tend to get wrong. Because I use the original sources, as I do the original police files. 
I got everything as near as I could get it right to the original case. Whereas if you pick up stuff from the newspapers, you have to assume that they got it right. And often they get it wrong. So, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting one. Uh, the Landor House Murders. That's a, a house that I, I pass quite often uh, over in uh, Westbourne Grove. I walked past it, didn't realise it was a, a, a site of uh, uh, a double murder and a suicide attempt. Uh, uh, well, a successful suicide attempt. Uh, so check that one out, Landor House Murders. Uh, the Terror of Maltese London. That was the uh, that was Amabile Rika, who was the guy who was meant to be like a really uh, horrific gangster that everyone everyone was terrified of. And the Ferubija brothers were like, oh, my God, uh, he's terrifying. We need to protect ourselves. But I, I wrote the truth about how he's not really a big time gangster. How do you know? have a listen to the episode? It's interesting. It's uh, he's. He's not big time. He's not a big gangster. Even though you, if you read about him in some of the books, people say he's a big time gangster. He wasn't. You've got to, you've got to look at the truth to kind of dive into it. Um, had a lot of, had a, interestingly, have had a lot of reaction from both Amabile's family and the Ferruja's family because I think they all kind of live in Southampton area. Weird that they all in that area, and a lot of them got in touch. And it's interesting. There seems to be a lot of grandchildren associated with Amabile Rika and they're all trying to get in touch with each other so they you know that's nice it's nice that something nice has happened through that so uh you know I think I think Jenna is uh getting in touch if you if you are a uh a relative of Amabile Rika I think uh the, the gentleman who contacted me on uh Instagram I put her in touch with you and i think there's a lady called charlie i think i've i think i've got you in touch already i need to double check that but yeah that was uh, if you're uh, uh, related to amavarika let me know and i'll try and put you in touch with everyone who's trying to get you all together uh, after that was elsie goldsmith and the parasite inside uh, this was the one um elsie goldsmith uh uh do you know quite a uh, uh, oh, uh, a lady from a wealthy family obviously uh she got pregnant she was young she didn't want to get pregnant uh, i don't think she was married by that point uh obviously a big big uh that was 1927 so a big ooh, you can't do it around that point uh she wanted to have an abortion which was obviously illegal she tried every kind of avenue and then she went to a guy who was there uh was using like an electrotherapy stuff like that uh tried that out on on her and unfortunately uh that killed her uh so that was an interesting episode i got an interesting a lot of people really enjoyed that and it was nice i got a lot of interesting uh comments from people who'd worked as midwives uh they were kind of that they they were kind of interested about the the kind of the history of it Do you know because there's a lot of misconceptions and mistruth about, uh, about the way a lot of illegal abortions are done and this this was one of those illegal abortions that wasn't allowed but you know people were trying out new things so a lot of people going that was fascinating to learn about this has been used in a lot of legal cases as kind of evidence as well but one lady did get in touch with me and she said i've been a midwife for 40 years and this is absolute bullshit i was like Mm, instead of getting angry maybe you should do some reading it's very fascinating some people are really weird uh anyway uh zachariah bullhan the terrorist who never was it was if you, uh, this was the episode to do with the russell square uh stabbings 
uh, back in 2015 uh a, a lot a lot of the story as mentioned was all you, you kind of uh you hear the story about the victim side and i thought you know that's been told quite a few times not to disparage them do you know their stories need to be told and have been told but i wanted to know more about him and actually the more you looked into his life especially because it was a, around the point of a lot of terrorism going on and because he was somali i believe uh people just instantly went well it's terrorist related but actually when you look at it, actually, it was a travesty of kind of the mental health system that had failed him. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, moving on to that, we did Christine Granville, The Fall of a Forgotten Hero. That was another episode that was I'd been wanting to do for ages and I'd forgotten about. And uh, I think it was, it was Danny, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny had sent me a message uh, ages ago saying, uh, are you ever thinking about doing this? And I was like, yeah, but uh, I think at that point I just I was about to shut down Murder Mile. And, and also I was still focused on Soho, so I hadn't moved out that far because this is kind of Earl's Court, Kensington, Borough. So I hadn't moved out that far, but I put it on the back burner. And then I was like, ooh, because I'd moved for Reg Christie. I, do you know, as the further I go west, now I'm now I'm not Soho, Soho now I'm just West London. Also bits of bits of uh, Richmond as well and Kew. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm moving west, which is great. So uh, West London's all in there. But it, it was, suddenly this came on my radar and I was like, oh, let's get into this. And it was, uh, do you know, th- this was the lady who... Um, if you remember, uh, she is the inspiration for Vespa in the Bond films, as played by Eva Green. Uh, so, uh, and if you if you're look, looking for a fantastic World War Two story, just check that out. She is just amazing. But as with many of the people who saved our lives, treated like shit afterwards by the government and just just the sadness of her life at the end she she deserves so much better uh after that obviously the, these were all in lockdown so these were lockdown episodes thank god i'd been to the archives and done loads of research so um uh, 
uh, because I need to get into town to do pick up my post, which I was allowed to do. I was on my bike, so I did the Meander Mile Chinatown episode, which was weird. Listen to that episode. I did it during lockdown. Chinatown was shut down. Uh, but So I had to keep really quiet. And I was going past all these partly open Chinese shops talking about Chinese murders and triads. And it's like, oh, it's like really weird. And then I did one after that on Piccadilly Circus which is a, a return to the kind of the uh, the Blackout Ripper, but also some cases you've, uh, well, you and me have probably never heard of before. So that was that was an interesting uh, uh, dissection. After that, we did the petty grudge of Victor Castigador. If you remember, that was the uh, Filipino uh, security guard who claimed that he was uh, ex- ex-assassin for the filipino government or the the death squad but obviously that was that was bullshit because he was only five foot one uh it's interesting a lot of people go oh yeah no he was death squad but it's like no if you do your research if you sit down and do your research you don't need to go through his military files which you can't get but if you just check the facts on the basic minimum height for someone in the military in the 1960s 70s in the philippines it was five foot four five foot six he was five foot one, if I remember correctly. He was way off anyway, and, and he was slightly insane as well. Anyway, we got that. Uh, after we did that, we did the accidental death of, of Amelia Pottle. This was another episode in Soho I'd been meaning to do for ages. This was um, the lady who was married to the kind of a German gentleman. Uh, he was very angry wasn't getting any work she was stable she was keeping them stable in in the uh their uh, living space uh they had an argument he hit her over the head with a uh, an oil lamp set her on fire as she was dying she said it wasn't his fault uh he's not responsible and then she she died he didn't give a shit about her he got off the, off the death sentence and disappeared bizarre Ah, uh, getting through them. Uh, the martyr and the massacre. If you remember, that was the uh, oh, that was the the assassination of General Michael O'Dwyer in the nineteen forties. And you kind of look at this episode and think, well, why would someone want to attack uh, uh, Sir Michael O'Dwyer, infamous general? Blah blah blah. And you go back into the back history of the Amaritsa massacre. And uh, Udem Singh, that was interesting going through his his life story as well. And then you realise why, you know, why did this man want to have this general massacred, uh, uh, assassinated, even though he had he, uh, oh, I've got I've run out of steam at that point. Uh, have a listen to the episode; it's really interesting. Um, another interesting episode: uh, the fatal seizure of James uh, McDonald, also known as Jack Esmond Murphy. A lot of people just call him Jack Esmond Murphy, but his real name is James McDonald. That was the one to do with the um, the guy who has the petty mal seizures. Uh, so not big big style seizures like a grand mal, but these are the ones where you you kind of in a in a bit of a daze and you can still exist, but it's it's almost like you don't exist at the same time. And he robbed a bank allegedly whilst in in within a petty mal seizure. Whew. After that, we had the five alibis of James Forbes McCallum. If you remember that, that was the guy who uh, robbed the Coach and Horses pub in Covent Garden. He didn't understand how the the kind of the spring doors on the uh, on the bar worked. He swung one of the doors uh, open. It hit him. Uh, hit his gun. Went off. He shot himself in the arm, and he shot the guy behind the counter dead. Managed to steal no money, and he did. He did it all so he could marry his girlfriend because his mummy said no. Really weird. Uh, another old episode coming up: the beating of Baby Richard. 
That was a horrible story of Richard Higgs. Uh, we've heard of these stories many times about uh, the Poor Law Amendment Act. Richard said, uh, if women weren't married, uh, therefore the, the father of the child didn't have to support the child. Therefore, the mum had to work three, four, five jobs in order to keep the baby alive. This is an era when obviously women weren't allowed to have well-paying jobs or, or even sometimes just jobs that have menial jobs earning absolute pittance working their ass off she put a baby uh, uh with some babysitters and they beat him to death because he was crying uh horrible story um the elementary murder of william raven uh, if you fancy a nice uh, mystery check that one out that was after that i really enjoyed that episode mayo and the man-made tidal wave that's the uh, mayo brewery beer explosion uh that's been a fascinating story i really enjoyed that one um the last love of the chiswick cat ladies if you remember that one that was nora tenconi that were the the, the two ladies in the 1970s who were kind of a, um, a nice little unit they got their their house and they were a, a couple and they were living together and they got cats and they were having a really nice life nora wanted to stay together forever but her partner was kind of drifting away was getting a bit fed up with her and there's unfortunately a, a, a domestic murder I enjoy those ones. I hate, I don't really like murders which are kind of serial killers and stuff like that. I like those little domestic murders because they're real and they happen. Uh, of course, after that, we had the Thames Topath murders. Three-parter. If you haven't heard it, check it out. If you have heard it, um, have, a, have a real good listen to it because um, if you listen to it uh, on a uh, in a car or something like that, have a, have a listen to these episodes with uh, with earbuds in. Because I really like it with every episode, I, I add a little stuff into the sound effects and stuff like that. And this one is really cautious. So, um, to, to, to preempt kind of the scenes as you come in, what you kind of hear, you'll hear, uh, you hear the sounds of water, so you know where you are. You'll see hear the sounds of wind, you'll hear churches in the distance. Over time, I've gone from creating uh kind of a soundboard a soundscape that you listen to where it's a little bit obvious and now it's very subtle like now I've, i'm putting things in that you'd only hear if you're physically listening to it because now i want to get to a level where uh, a lot of the sound is sub kind of subconscious it goes into your soul and especially in here so i, I had a lot of fun with this and even at the start in episode one there's a little bit of a red herring in there where i, I can say now because it's a uh, uh, boat going past Merry Christmas uh, the, the, I can say now like in episode one you can hear that the kind of uh, the two girls are going on a picnic with some boys and you know in advance that uh, the girls have been uh, horrifically attacked by someone with a hatchet and when you get to the picnic it's kind of it's getting night you can hear the night sounds and then you hear uh, every time that it is mentioned about this young lad who's there who are the last people to see these girls alive alive and one of them has a hatchet in the background i always put a little uh it's a fox call a kind of ah, ah, in the background like that's not a very good fox call it's a bit shit sounds like a, a a raven with a really bad throat um but that's in there that's a kind of a subconscious thing to make you go oh he must be evil but it's not i'm deliberately throwing you off so i'm having fun with that that was good um Obviously, oh, we did How to Get Away with Murder, the far, the four-parter. That's what we did this year. I forgot about that. That was the murder of Bob. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. That was just something different. If you haven't listened to it, give it a go. It's deliberately different. But the idea is 
gear changes in the season i think there's nothing worse than having the same old tired episodes every week and i think what what i realized is you have 10 in a row that's murder 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 it's nice to have a bit of a gear change uh, especially for me it just kind of gives my, my head a bit of a break as well uh, so we came back to an episode that i really enjoyed writing which was i got some nice feedback from people which was uh, a memorial to the fallen that was the one about um Jack Avery, who was the policeman who was murdered in Hyde Park. But what I did was I focused on him, but also I focused on Frank Cobbett, who was the guy who murdered him. And in the papers, everyone said he was murdered by a crazy vagrant. But when you look into his life, it's quite sad. You know, he's a war hero. He's been forgotten. He's kind of, you know, all these rules that he had to abide by, but he wouldn't have known about them because he hadn't spoken to anyone for like 10, 20 years. And, you know, no one talked to him. He just lived in a private world. And it shows you the sadness of what it's like to live as a homeless man or homeless person uh, after that we had the scattered remains of hannah brown horrible episode that's the uh, edgeware road uh topaz to- uh, topaz torso murders that's the the, the guy who uh, uh cut up his uh, mistress and scattered her body across town lovely episode lovely uh i think we did that i did that for halloween just 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 in time to make everyone sick um Savas Demetriadis and the Code of Silence. That was the uh, petty dispute between the two uh, Greek Cypriot men uh, over, I think it was only about, it was only a couple of pounds. I think it was like three pounds that they were arguing over, but that led to murder because they couldn't, they couldn't back down, which was really, really pathetic. Uh, that was one of those episodes I went to do last season. I couldn't quite work out how to write it because it was just there was lots missing from the case file and it was a bit wishy washy. And do you know, a lot of people in the Greek Cypriot community just wouldn't talk. They refused to talk to the police. Therefore, there's not a lot of evidence. So that was a weird one. But I, I think I did. I think I did an OK version with that. Um, the 37 seconds of Desmond O'Byrne. I enjoyed that one. That was a very recent one, 2017. That was the 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 the, the lovely man who you know had fallen on hard times, uh, living homeless. I, uh, a lot of people quite rightly said, uh, "Oh, you said he lived in a flat, but he was homeless." But don't forget, homeless doesn't mean living on the streets. Homeless can mean you're living in a bedsit, you have no fixed abode. Do you know? Uh, you'll be bounced to cross hostels. Do you know? You might be sleeping on on uh, um, a mate's sofa. That's classified as homeless so if you don't have a permanent residence you know you could he, he could be living out of b&b's so uh, all we know is that he lived in uh pimlico if i remember correctly but that was the lovely guy all he did was he very kindly asked if he can have a, a cigarette of a young man and they they kicked him to death uh, was it one punch one kick and he was dead he was in a coma then he died shortly afterwards a horrible episode Ooh, bringing us to the final three the incompetence of john carragher if you remember, that was the Freddie Monk one. who was the really, really nice cashier of a uh, painter and decorators firm. Um, murdered inside his own locked office. But weirdly, nothing was taken. It's one of those kind of mystery stories. I, can't, I kind of like those. They're really interesting. Then we got to the lethal evidence of Sir Bernard Spilsbury. That was the case to do with uh, Dr. Crippen. And the evidence that Spilsbury put forward for that him and uh, august pepper the doctor uh but what i hoped with this episode to do because we've talked about spilsbury a lot who was the home office pathologist who'd worked on uh the patrick Mann uh murders and the blackout ripper and you know a lot of these cases you know his final case was the charlotte street robbery if you remember from the first season i think first or second um and it kind of uh, that will throw it into context for you and make you think hmm 
should we really trust his uh, information as a home office pathologist which interestingly brings us on to the final party we just did which was a Cameron Camden Ripper a four-parter which starts and and ends with a home office pathologist who was struck off the record because well I mean if you, if you haven't listened to it it's not it's not key to the uh key to the information but it's kind of struck off because he didn't do his job properly uh so that was the Camden Ripper I hope you enjoyed the Camden Ripper that was one of those episodes I almost didn't do. I thought there's not enough out there, but it was only when uh, I found the uh, the oh god, what's it called? Uh, it was the uh, original files that they 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 did. It was the inquiry into the treatment of Anthony John Hardy uh, as a mental health patient within within uh, the authority of Camden. And that was interesting because there was bits about the murder in there, bits about his earlier life, bits about how badly he treated his wife. Um, but also him and I, by going through that case file it was interesting when I first read it and it's a lot it's like I think it's like 240 pages and it's a lot of a lot of legal stuff and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of doctor kind of spiel and stuff like that and I was like oh my god I don't understand this but then I reread it and I was like actually that's interesting they don't quite know who he is and i think that's how i attack this episode that's how i do it is is go okay there's no definition of exactly who he is and i don't think he even knows who he is but there's these four distinct kind of characters who he who he is or he he portrays so as mentioned it was the the alcoholic uh well, what was it oh, the alcoholic the addict the sadist and the maniac so when you listen to those four episodes together, it's interesting. Episode part one, you go, he's actually quite sympathetic. I've re- deliberately written it that way because he's a homeless alcoholic, uh, uh, kind of, you know, struggling through life on the, on the London streets. And you go, hmm, that's quite sad, actually. But when you get all the other episodes together, all of a sudden you start listening to what you listen to ep- episode one. And when you've listened to episode two, three and four, then you listen to one again, you go oh i see okay i see where that fits into the slot and is that real or is that manipulation or is he really mentally unwell is he really an alcoholic it's like there's i kept writing a little note to myself saying there's no definition there's no conclusion just just put all the facts in and let the audience decide like i did a lot of editing on it there was a lot of things i ripped out and i was like that's too on the nose that's that's me that's me saying this is what you need to think i was ripping that stuff out and going right leave it to the audience to make that decision so i hope you enjoyed that uh so um while i'm away over january and february doing all the research there's a more 150 plus episodes for you to enjoy Ooh, so uh, even january february even if you were to listen to two a day core that would keep you going until i come back in uh end of february march start of march which would be good and then we'll do the same again we'll just power through the year uh so that's going to be good hopefully in january uh my plan which is why i've had a covid test uh, i'm hoping to go and see my dad which would be nice because i haven't seen him in two years now uh unfortunately every time it's, it's i've probably mentioned before every time he tries to come down my stepmom come down we've had we've had a heat wave which meant they couldn't come down we had ice storms we had uh torrential rain and it became a running joke i was like please don't come down anymore because you're bringing crappy weather with them and i couldn't go to see him because obviously mum and gran uh, were, were seriously ill so a lot of time had to go and, and then all of a sudden i realized i haven't seen dad 
so it's it's two years since I've seen my dad and my stepmom. So that's why I've had a COVID test. And I, I, I and he's you know he's got uh, he's bad asthma, and he's in his he's in his mid seventies. And I, I I don't want to turn up and give him anything. He's got a weakened immune system, so I don't want to I don't want to you know I don't want to be be uh, don't, well, I don't want him to die really. Uh, so uh, so that's what I'm gonna that, that, that's what I'm gonna do there. So uh, hoping to do the research in January. I was meant to. Uh, a couple of days ago, twenty third or twenty twenty third of December, I was meant to uh, go into the National Archives, but because London is in a tier four lockdown now, we're we're proper tier, we're tier four, not tier three. That's for losers. We're tier four. That this is for high profile, uh, highly infectious people. Oh yeah, lovely. Uh, the London streets are dead. I actually to go and get my COVID test. I had to go into Fitzrovia, and the streets were dead. It was terrifying, uh, but it was good. I got a chance to go to the bank and have a have a good chat with my banker, which is very good. Um, makes it sound like I have a personal banker. I don't. It's just the lady who was there to help me out, uh, which is very good. So I'm hoping to go into the archives, do some more research. But the National Archives has shut down again, so I don't know. I've I've got some files ready. What I'm thinking about doing is if I get. Because it's only limited time now. Before you used to get like uh, like nine a.m. until six or seven p.m. Now it's only like ten till two. So what I might do is just get some files, run in really quickly, mask on, photograph, do 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 do, literally loads of files. Every page is come home and do the research there. So I'm going to try and do it that way, uh, and that'll be that. But hopefully we're, we I've got some interesting episodes. Hopefully for next uh, season, uh, and some big multi-parters as well. I've I've got some reserve. Uh, episodes that I've always had in reserve ready to kind of power through which brings us dashing through the snow in a one horse open snake no no more of that Uh, here is just for you guys a very special Christmas message from a very special Murder Mile celebrity Hello, hello, hello. All right, folks, this is a special message to all the Murder Mile listeners from the real police constable, Arsenal Guinness. Yes, I am real. No, I don't sound like Michael's impression. But yes, I do like Guinness and Arsenal. But I prefer Pippa to Kate. Even though I'm on duty saving London from all sorts of crimes, I wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and to announce that in the coming year, Michael and myself will be recording a special podcast series called New Blue. It's about my real-life experiences as a Bobby on the London Beat and the truth about what it's like to be a policeman. It'll be coming to Murder Mile very soon. Have yourselves a great new year and stay out of trouble or you will feel my truncheon. Yes, folks. That was the real police constable, police constable Arsenal Guinness, on a metropolitan plot. As you can hear, he doesn't sound like that at all, but <laughs> it is funny. I do like I do like doing his uh, an impression of him to him, even though it's not him. But it, <laughs> it is in a way. Uh, anyway, yes. So uh, exactly as the real police constable Arsenal Guinness said, uh, New Blue. So this is uh, an idea that I came up with ages ago when when. Um, PCAG started to become a copper when he was in training. I came to with an I think he'd just come out of training and I said, I've got an idea for something that I want to try out on Murder Mile, a little two or three part series to go across the uh, with Murder Mile called New Blue. And it's kind of 
uh, what it's like to be a real copper because he's kind of he's kind of same age as me. He'd been in a kind of a career that he really hated, and as mentioned, you know, then he became a copper, and it suits him. He looks like a copper, and he really loves being a copper. And you know, I love sitting down with him and having a good old chat about kind of his daily life. And it's so what I want this episode to be is it's not going to be about it's not going to be about cases. It's not going to be about murders. It's not going to be about investigations. What I find interesting about sitting down with him is just the minutiae, the day to day of stuff. That's what I find fascinating is just like uh, what it's like to be a copper, what you have to deal with, uh, you know, not specific cases, but kind of kind of um, if, if, if there's shoplifting this was kind of interesting. It's shoplifting. And someone says, oh, OK, this person stole from me or whatever. And it's it's interesting sitting down with them and going, OK, what can you prove? What what do you what do you have to do at that moment in order to get a resolution for this case? Uh, why is it that people kind of think, oh, do you know, you can you can uh, people seem to think that you can just oh the CCTV. Not everywhere has CCTV. Not all CCTV is good. It's like, do you know, that you can't really prove a lot of stuff. So I, that's what I want to get into, the kind of the day-to-day stuff. And, you know, if uh, things like if, uh, do you know, someone is stealing like uh, a, a can of Coke or something, how much time does that take a regular policeman off the street? What is the paperwork you have to do? That's what I'm really looking for. So hopefully it'll be a kind of a, th- a three-parter about, hopefully about the, uh, the training you've got to go to to be a copper then it's kind of hopefully part two first year as a copper and then you know uh the kind of the, the, the what, what it's like to be a copper now and kind of looking forward to the future and you know, modern policing so that'll be good so i'm looking forward to doing that idea is that i'll probably record that january and february um that will probably go out i'm guessing june time i'm thinking because i'll do a run of murder mile episodes and then uh, middle of june we got crime con uh as mentioned uh so that is oh uh, it's either 12th 13th june it could be 19th or 20th my brain i've got the details in front of me it, it doesn't matter if, if you go to any of my social media you will see it there if you use the the code uh mile you get 10 percent off which is great uh but what i'll do is i'll play out those episodes when i'm at crime con because that'll give me some time off uh which i'll enjoy so that's called New Blue. You don't have to subscribe to it anywhere. You just keep listening to Murder Mile and it will cu- it will come into your feed probably June time. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and it will give me time to kind of sit down, edit it properly uh, and make sure that PCAG is happy for it. So thank you very much, PCAG. We will have a nice day recording that. We'll do some bacon sarnies. Um, we'll have some lunch. And then when we finish, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have some we'll have some guinnesses lovely right on to the final part of the episode core dear this is when things get exciting so special competition time Ooh, does life get any better right uh this is a special competition so there is going to be how many did i write oh uh, there's going to be four prizes so first winner is going to win a murder mile mug full of goodies so murder mile mug the exclusive key ring, all of the badges, fridge magnet, thank you card, all of that. And then the next three winners after that. So the runners up will each get a thank you card with all the goodies and the key rings and all that. Right. So this is the quiz. It's not really a quiz. It's a competition. So uh, my good friend, uh, Joe Barron. Thank you very much, Joe. The uh, the sci-fi author of the fantastic Sarah, the Empress of the Galaxy. An 
excellent sci-fi novel if you're if you're looking for something that's uh really engaging but also you want something that's got a really fascinating uh, um uh female protagonist check that out fantastic sci-fi novel available via amazon what i'm going to do is i'm going to put a link in the show notes so if you want to check that out check out uh fantastic uh by joe baron it's called sarah the empress of the galaxy um this this came about randomly i was i was in the pub with joe uh having having a, a chinwag and a couple of beers and he did an impression to me of someone someone who's uh, famous in the true crime community and it made me laugh and really chuckling away and then uh, like a week or a week ago i said joe can you do an impression of that for me send it to me um and we'll do that as a competition so this is the competition in a second, Joe is going to do uh, an impression. All you need to do is send an email to me at mmiletours at gmail.com. I'll do a link in the show notes. Send me an email. And the first four people with the correct answer of who this person is, the first person to send me a correct answer gets the mug. The next three will get the, an, an envelope of goodies. I will notify all of the winners uh, before New Year's Eve and I'll post the names on social ne- media as well. So if you don't win, don't get in, don't get in contact because you know uh, i can't let everyone know it's going to be too time consuming but you know you understand it anyway right okay here we go people joe is going to do an impression Uh, all you've got to do is message me and say who is that person here's the impression he was without doubt the most evil vicious callous killer there's ever been that's pretty funny. I, I just listening to that. I know full well that Joe, that Joe is also doing the mannerisms as well. I mean, this is an audio version, so you won't be able to see that. I can't see it, but I know full well that he's doing it. So let me do uh, that impression again. Here it is. He was, without doubt, the most evil, vicious, callous killer there's ever been. Okay, that is someone who is famous in the true crime community. Uh, maybe you watch them on TV. Maybe you've listened to their podcast. Mm. So let me know. Uh, first three people. First first person to answer it correctly. All you've got to do is send an email to mmiletours at gmail.com. Link in the show notes. Uh, first winner, I will notify them. We'll get a murder mile go- mug of goodies. The next three, we'll get an envelope of goodies. You'll know that you've won because I'll email you uh, within a couple of days saying, hey, this is great. Please send me your, your uh, home address and I'll post it to you, which is fantastic. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Joe. That's fantastic. Um, you'll either know who this person is or you won't know who this person is. This is not this is not one of those people that everyone's going to go, oh, I know who that is. It's like you either know or you don't know. Uh, but if you know true crime, yeah, it's one of those famous faces. So that was it. Oh, oh, before we go, right. Uh, uh, I want to do some uh, thank yous to uh, we got some new Patreon supporters for the year. So uh, this is the final episode of the year. So I've got four to do. And just to say thank you uh, to Thomas Kanakun. Oh, I knew I was going to get this wrong. Thank you very much to Thomas Kanakula. I hope I got that right, Thomas. I apologise. Corin Todd. I hope I got that right. Rob Douglas. I've definitely got that right. And Sally Chrisman. 
I've definitely got that right. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. Uh, also, a thank you uh, to Ruth for your very kind donation via supporter. It's very much appreciated. Uh, all, all of these donations uh, go to keep Murder Mile alive, and it's very much appreciated. So thank you very much. Thank you much to the patrons. Thank you to uh, all the donators. And thank you to everyone to, for listening to Murder Mile across the year. It's been very much appreciated your... Uh, your support of the podcast is 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 fantastic and all the lovely messages has really helped so that's the end this is the last episode uh, of 2020 it's been a shit year but bollocks to it we're having fun anyway let's forget about it let's let's have some drink let's have some mince pies i've got a battenberg ready to go i've got battenberg ready to go i've got mince pies ready to go i've got lots of crisps vegan crisps obviously for amy uh and lots of treats i've got some some of those german biscuits those uh lebukens are are they called Uh, i've got loads of those to eat oh i'm gonna be so fat i'm fat anyway but i'm gonna be even fatter the boat is gonna capsize i'm so fat but i don't care i'm hibernating for winter so that's it thank you very much folks murder mile will return either at the end of uh, february or the start of march uh you'll know when it's turning up because i'll do my usual i will play a promo uh the week before with a date just so you know uh but it'll be thursday as always oh dear thank you very much everyone uh stay safe have yourself a good christmas and a new year and i'll see you in 20 2021 stay safe be good lots of love bye bye <laughs>